What do we think is going to happen in Mexico? Wow, wow, wow. My biggest fear right now, because this is going to be my first, guys, I'm 30 years old and I'm not ashamed to say it, but this is my first time going out of the country. So freaking fun. And you know what? You're not alone. I have three more fr- other friends that are like in the same. I love so it. it makes me really happy. I'm like, yes. And it would be Mexico. It's like my first trip. I always thought it would be like Canada. Like I wanted something that was going to be like very just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. simple. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> they still speak English, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, close to home but um my biggest fear is that I'm gonna forget my passport I'm like I just got it and I'm just like don't forget it don't forget it don't forget dude Megan you would be surprised we've had a few friends this week call us and be like hey so just on my passport it is expired <laughs> You're like, like, okay okay well that's that like that's a wrap on you Guess we will I mean, not be seeing. Get that expedited? It's not even like you legit. You can, and that's kind of why we're like, well, this is kind of a failure. And we're like, but it's just like, okay, whatever. I um, I forgot my passport one time going when I was studying abroad in China, and you can get it in twenty four hours. It's just an absolute hell. What did you have to go to like an embassy there? Like go to like the consulate. It's a whole thing. Oh my God, sounds worse than going to the DMV. It is, but like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're like late to the airport and you're like, I have to skip the line. And everyone's like, okay, yeah. so you could have just gotten here on time. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like people they, people are like there to help you. And then you're like, oh, like I, could, I could always just do this. But <laughs> I have to, that is so true, bro. There was one time I was flying home for Christmas and this guy was really trying to rush to get his flight. And he was asking everyone if he could skip the line. And, mm-hmm. you know, people were letting him. And I, like, was yeah. letting him. But I also knew that there was a Karen up ahead who was acting a fool. And I was watching her. And so when he asked to skip me and my homeboy, I was like, yeah, go ahead. I was like, but I don't know about her. I was like, I just want to give you a <laughs> She was, like, five people ahead of us. He got to her. This, yeah. She did it. She was like, no, you should have got here earlier. Like, that's not my problem. This boy was literally like this close. Like he didn't make his flight. Long story short, he didn't make his flight and like they had just closed the door. I was like, if the Karen would have let him in, he would have made it. Remember when I just thank you for that time. I'll get to the airport on time for your wedding for the for Mexico. I promise. I have a great chaperone. <laughs> Dallas and I, we, we cut it tight too. We usually have a very tense Uber on the way to the airport because it's always oh, like we're running so late and it's just like, how are we gonna make it? Like your butt cheeks are clenched the entire yeah, and time. Like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Did we lock our door? Like there's like so many things that we just leave for like the very last five minutes getting out the door and it's like you know, we could just take out the trash an hour, like while we're packing, but no, we need to do it right at the end because heaven forbid we have trash that we leave. So it's just like weird shit. I probably have the most information of anyone about what this wedding is going to be like. And even I am like, we shall see. Like, you know, there's usually like something that you can count. Well, you can't always count on because sometimes there's a wild card, but usually there's like a drunk bridesmaid. Do you think there yeah. will be a drunk friend or guest? And if oh, so- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Who have, do you like, think it would be? Um, 
Can we say names? Can we put best? Well, usually I'm going to go ahead and say I fill that role a lot of times for <laughs> other people. So I pro- I can't do that on my own wedding. I feel like it was so good to be you. There's this meme where it's like this woman is acting like a dang fool. And then it's like, oh, and then I realized it was me. I was the bride acting a fool at my own wedding. <laughs> I'm like, that's Colleen. Oh my God. No, I hope not. um I'm probably gonna try and just like stick with champagne and like not I want to be able to remember it it's like my biggest worry so I'm gonna be like I don't want to get like blackout um that's also like FYI it's the altitude of the city is really high so like you get drunker faster with whatever you're drinking so just so what you think you can drink cut it in half yes and like I don't really know what the water situation is going to be like. I love it when a wedding has like a water station. That to me is like class. I just feel like they see me and they know what I need. And like, if I'm getting off the dance floor and I can see a water station or a bar, weirdly enough at weddings, I'm like water station. Like I'm good at knowing that. You're so responsible. Also, what's the deal of water in Mexico? I don't know. I need to figure that out. It's like, do you drink it? Do you not? I think they'll have bottles of water. Okay. I'm like, I don't want to become Charlotte. (laughs) Just poop my pants. I'm pretty sure there'll be bottles of water, which I'm sure will be triggering to a few of my friends, but I think we'll. Oh my God, the bottles will be triggering. But I will be triggered if I poop my pants because ever since I've peed my pants in the streets of New York I am afraid that it's gonna happen again and you I peed literally your pants? yeah when I like first moved to New York I peed my pants in the street by accident okay this is the thing though New York doesn't have enough bathrooms it doesn't and, and I looked at my friend I said is there a bathroom in, at, in like the subway station and she laughed she was like no she was like homeless people would be all up in there and I was like yeah you're right they would that is so true they would I was like so of course there's not so I always get so paranoid anytime I take the subway. I'm like, oh my God, all of a sudden I have to pee. Um, there's this Torchy's Tacos downtown Austin. Sorry to the Torchy's Tacos community. Anytime I'm downtown, I have to go to the bathroom in it. It's like Pavlovian. Like if I see that Torchy's, I have to go to the bathroom. It's just like for whatever reason. But I don't know why. Good? I don't even go. I don't even, oh, I don't even order food. I just oh. walk in and go to the bathroom there, which is a sign of my privilege, I realize. Because I'm like, this is literally like why they have signs that are like you have to buy something customers only yeah and I'm like well I'm technically a Torchy's customer as a lifetime like I will buy these tacos I bought something or will buy something one day but I think about that all the time there's not enough bathrooms around I've I you're not I'm like I'm just like public again I'm sure because of the homeless people and people who are like shooting up drugs I'm like but why aren't there just like community bathrooms just like along the way there should be a community bathroom for every park that is in New York City because this place has a lot of parks agreed I totally agree but I'm not seeing enough bathrooms one time I went to a Halloween festival and there were porta potties and I chose to wear a romper and the romper (sighs) and I had fishnets underneath the romper so many horrible choices it was so bad it was so bad i was like and you're oh just God. like you're stuck you're just like all right i have to get naked in this porta potty right and you're like but i don't want anything to- oh my god i'm i'm getting flashbacks it was bad so yeah bathrooms there should there should be more of them <laughs> there will be bathrooms at the wedding can confirm <gasps> water situation unclear 
Uh, my siblings will <laughs> probably all be like pretty crazy. My siblings are all extremely extroverted. So like get ready for that. They're very similar to me. There's just more of them. Yes. Um, in your family, each person is like going to have like a role in the ceremony, right? Like they're all going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah. We actually cut my sister's song for time, so she got eliminated. <laughs> Wait, is she singing a song? Or was she, she was going to, but we're like, fuck it, cut it for time. <gasps> How did she feel about getting cut? She was fine. I think I called her like right after she had just had like a massive, um, not fight with her baby, but like when she was like trying to get the baby down, putting it down. She was just like a broken woman by the time I called. And I was like, hey, so like the song, she was like, I, I don't just, just cut it. I was like, great. <laughs> You're like, great, that was easy. Glad I caught you at this exact moment. And she was like, parenthood is really hard. And it was like nine o'clock her time and she was going to bed. I was like, okay. Oh my God. That's like um this past season on Real Housewives of Atlanta, the newest housewife was supposed to sing at Cynthia's wedding but she got sick all of a sudden <laughs> she was like do re mi fa so 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 i'm sick i'm actually sick she's like cynthia i'm not gonna be able to do it i was like cynthia why did you even ask this woman wait what did you think of her i didn't hate her as much as everyone else did me either. I just, I, I thought she did what she needed to do as a freshman on the show. Like she stirred up some drama. Granted, they didn't like the drama she stirred up, but I was, no, I was interested in, in the home wrecker and the prophet. The Delilah. <laughs> yeah. I was so into it too. She called her a like, Delilah. Like, whoa. But she I would think... not let it go. That was hilarious. Do I think that law is a prophet? The answer is no. I unfortunately do not believe in his prophetic nature. Me either. I'm just suspect. I lurked him on Instagram and I'm suspicious. That's all I'm gonna say. You did not. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't believe it. Um, do I believe that him and that girl were hooking up? Totally. Yes. 100%. Latoya? Yeah, Latoya. Latoya. There we go. Latoya. Yeah, so I believe that Drew was onto something when she thought that they had something going on, for sure. It had nothing to do with her baby's christening. That was like a weird, that was a thin, thin line that she was trying to connect. That and was I like, get it. Did the producers try and string that one? I was like, where does that even come from? Did she feel the need to cancel the christening? Was the christening even happening? No, I think they were like, I think she had like the tea, the drama, whatever. And then they were like, but how does it relate back to you? And that's what they were like, we just need to find a way. Why would you be mad about this? And she was like, uh, the christening. <laughs> and then, like, oh my God. But you know, when she did piss me off, I saw a little bit of like, I think it was the season finale when they were doing like the white elephant Christmas exchange and Ooh. the gift that she brought. I was like, that is garbage. Like I would have had to cancel her as a friend. If, if I was Candy and I brought an iPhone and then someone else brought diamonds, like, I'm like, no. No, that was wrong. That was, that was poor form. I was like, this is how you lose friends. Like a donation to some charity of no one's choosing. The wig thing? A bad wig. A cassette tape to play some evidence. Of like a thing that they literally don't care about because you haven't made it relevant. And like, it, it's kind of like cringing that moment too where like, you know when someone's like, this is going to fucking slay. This is going to be so hilarious. And they go so hard and like a gag. And you're like, this is a thousand dollars that you are 
I loved when Kenya just took a bottle of the champagne. I was like, thank you. And they came for Cynthia. They were like, this came from the baby wine cellar. This came from inventory. <laughs> They're like, check the bottom. Check the, oh, for sure. Leave it to Portia. Leave it to Portia. Oh my God. Actually, sometimes when I'm channeling Monique in cohabitation, I am like, I am Portia. Like, I love that. Oh my God, I love that. Like I try and bring like that thoughtiness, like just like that young thoughtiness of Portia. When she was talking about how when she met Dennis, she was like wanting him to impregnate her. I was like, you are a very charming person. Like she was just like, I was like, Lord, yes, impregnate me. <laughs> oh, the Mr. Hot Dog guy. Oh my God. And that's one thing her and uh, Monique also have in common their love for hot dogs, you know. Love hot dogs. There's a little bit of Porsche in Monique. Love that. As a matter of fact, Grace, friend the clip. Back like four flats on Cadillacs, uh, and it's rent. Uh, we might not be paying that. Still a whole lot of love. Eight four three is where we at. Let me tell you what's the buzz. Kick back and relax. Oh, it's like. always a good time. Just you and I. Airwaves on your station. Cohabitation. Hey friends, we're back again with another episode of Cohabitation. Whoa. Now, you must know that after dinner, Raquel and Mo have a tradition of going out to smoke and drink on the back patio of the house. Now, the porch is decorated with cafe lights across the awning and citronella candles. They are sitting on hanging hammock chairs surrounded by various potted plants. We hear cicadas chirping in the background. Mo takes a deep inhale and passes Raquel the spliff. Hey, Mo, I've been meaning to ask, why do you always go through the side door when you come out to the back deck? Duh, because the guest bedroom is haunted. It is not. I, I've never felt the presence of a spirit in the house. Well, I felt an eerie draft go through my body the last time and the only time I was in that room. Plus, this is Charleston, one of the oldest cities in the country. You know good and well there were many wars fought here, so I'm sure there are plenty of ghosts just floating around this city. And you don't think there's one in your house? Y'all were crazy for even buying a fixer-upper in a historic neighborhood. But you know I cleanse the house every month with sage, so I think we're fine. Rock, I won't ever, ever go in that room. I'm telling you, I noticed something fishy the first time I moved in. And then I confirmed it when you and Brennan started cleaning out that ghost bedroom. I mean, guest bedroom. <laughs> Freudian slip. Also, do you really think I would have taken the smaller bedroom? Come on, girl. The smaller corner bedroom with half a closet. Good point. I actually never thought about it like that. Brendan? Why? Why y'all yelling my name like that? Mo thinks the house is haunted. Okay, first of all, there's no damn ghost in my house. Now knock it off, Mo. You're scaring my lady. I don't know, y'all. Mo might be onto something here. Okay, like, she's actually right for once. Both the Revolutionary War and the Civil War were fought here in Charleston. And y'all, I don't do ghosts, okay? Rocky, think about it. We could literally have a ghost of a Confederate soldier just living amongst us. What if it's the ghost of John C. Calhoun? <laughs> well, now that you say that, maybe he did come back for revenge. The city did just take his statue down. Actually, it just hit me. 
Didn't you start the petition to get his statue taken down, bitch? Fun fact, y'all. In the summer of 2020, the city of Charleston took down the statue of a former vice president and slave owner. That's right. John C. Calhoun, the slave owner, was up on this pedestal in Marion Square. Did I mention that that man owned slaves? So they took his ass down. Now I want to know when they're going to change Marion Square because it looks like a Confederate flag from the sky. But that's just me. Oh my god, it is totally Calhoun. Girl, you better double up on the sage. Brendan has had enough. He sticks his head outside to let them know he's sick and tired of their shenanigans. Okay. Okay, I think that's enough weed for the day, ladies. Enough of this ghost talk. And fuck that Calhoun statue. Y'all know my mama prayed over this house before we moved in. And Mo, how about you start figuring out how you're going to get me my money? Wake up, wake up. It's the first out of mine. Yeah. You know the song. Boy, bye. Anyways, I'm not playing with him or that ghost. I'll let y'all handle cleaning up that room and I'm gonna do me. Honestly, all this ghost talk has me thinking about getting out of town. But you know Brendan would lose his shit if I went on a vacation. OMG, yes. I could totally go for a vacation right now. But we really do need to figure out a way to get this business off the ground. I can't face the failure of a second business. And I guess it would make sense to get the room rented out first. Yeah, that's right, babe. You already know, getting this room ready is the number one priority right now. That's my girl talking some sense. I love you. I do, I do, I do. Mo and Raquel look at each other with sly smiles and giggle. Raquel passes Mo the spliff. Mo leans in to grab the spliff and whispers. But for real, I can't believe how calm he is about this ghost. The Brendan I knew growing up was too scared to even play Bloody Mary in the mirror. And girl, don't even get me started on the Candyman and the haunted ghost tours around town. Mm. Yet... All he can worry about is renting out this damn ghost bedroom. <laughs> Shit. Guest bedroom. Actually, you know what? I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. I felt the eerie draft. It's a ghost bedroom. I don't know. I feel like if we don't find someone soon, he might start to crack, Mo. And I should start finding a day job. And some stronger stage to remedy this paranormal spirit. You got time. Bitches are always trying to hire liberal arts white girls. And order that sage and all the damn crystals you can find. Tonight. Wow, I actually have to agree with Mo on this one. I cannot believe that I am agreeing with this heifer twice in one episode. Now, don't get used to this, y'all. Yeah, you know, I turned on my computer today for the first time in a long time, and there's really so much out there. I got kind of overwhelmed, and, well, then I got stoned. And then I made that curry. That curry was fire! Thanks! You'll figure it out. That's what I'm doing. I still have to figure out what the fuck I'm doing with my life since leaving New York. Y'all letting me stay here rent-free? Mo, don't you, you better not play with me. Mo. <laughs> okay, rent-free for now. Has been great. Well, don't mention it. I owe you from those weeks I crashed with you in New York after returning from my Euro trip. You damn right don't mention it. Rocky is such a mess, okay? Did y'all know that Rocky was only staying with Mo after Mo caught Rocky pretending to be homeless in the East Village? Think about that for a moment. A cashmere diaper-wearing trust fund baby from Portland, Oregon. I mean, with the world at her fingertips, who just decides to sleep on the streets of New York City so she could learn firsthand what it's like to struggle. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, Rocky, I got nothing but love for you, honey. But you were doing the most. Weeks! That was three months, Rocky. You were getting mail at my place. You knew my neighbors better than I did. Borrowing sugar and shit from the next door neighbors. <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost track of time, I guess. 
I miss hanging out with all of your New York thespian friends. I miss it too, but it's better that I'm here. I have a pretty big audition tomorrow and I need to nail it. It's been fun being the girl from NYU Tisch School of the Arts, you know. It adds a little level of mystery and intimidation. OMG, I bet. You know, I still get intimidated by people from the city, you know. What are you going to wear? I need something simple and strong, but expensive looking. Well, feel free to shop my closet. My mom keeps on sending me clothing that looks like I'm an extra on Scandal. I never told her about quitting my job to start the now-failed holistic business and now the, uh, situation at hand. That's the exact aesthetic I'm going for. Olivia Pope meets me. It's strange going from being a complete nobody in a giant pool of talent to whatever is going on here, which I haven't figured out yet. I just keep seeing the same people lurking around the community theater scene. You'll find your place, and then you'll be their queen. I better. I need to be the biggest shit this little pawn has ever seen. I had a meeting with my agent last week, and it went quite well. Well, you know Brendan and I will always be here to support you, especially when you make it big. And don't worry about the rent. I'll talk to Brendan if he brings it up again and remind him about what you did for me in New York. Girl, you better. By my calculations, three months of NYC rent is equal to about seven months of what things cost around here in downtown Charleston. So I should be good until, let's just say January. I'm kind of stoned, but I feel like that's how math works. Let's see. The cost of living in New York City is approximately 25% higher than historic Charleston. So that's just the three months of rent that I owe you for that. Okay, let me do the math. Let me do the math. Let me do the math. Okay, so that's $1,200 times three months equaling $36,000. And then subtract how long you've already been staying with us without paying. Okay, so according to Brandon's calculations, that's... um. Four and a half months times $600 a month that they should be charging for rent. Well, it looks like we'll break even around October. Shit. Eh, don't worry about it. How did you do that so quickly in your head? You know, I am surprisingly good with numbers and numerology. People don't take me seriously because, well, you know, everything else about me. Raquel motions to her head wrap, Birkenstocks, and to the porch, adorned with trinkets around them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the bitch brewing her own kombucha isn't who you want filing your taxes. Don't sleep on it. There is a surprising amount of chemistry involved with fermentation, and you know I make good kombucha. <laughs> oh my god, no, you're done. Stop. I I need to crash anyway. I've been up since 10 a.m., and you know that's early for me. And I have a lunch date tomorrow before my audition, so let's just call it a night. Ooh la la. Mo's got herself a little date, huh? Oh, you're so cute. Just <laughs> promise me one thing. What's that? No more sex in the living room anymore, okay? Brendan will freak the fuck out if he ever finds out about your late night Netflix and chill habit. Okay, okay, okay. But girl, you know. Players, they gon' play. Players, they gon' play. Oh, and haters, they gon' hate. Oh, well, what do we have here? Mo has a boo thing? Or is she just seeing somebody? I don't know, y'all. I found out all this information when you do. You know, I never know with this damn house. I mean, you just learn something new. Like, Mo was actually Rocky's landlord in New York? John Calhoun's ghost might actually be living with them? And Mo also has sex in the living room? What? It just gets crazier every day here. Who knows what's next? Until the next time, y'all, on Cohabitation.